reached the First Amendment talk show, of course, I am your host. I, it is an honor to be here. Thank you for having me once again. Thank you for being here, by the way. Uh, you could be in a million other places at once, but you are here with me, and I am blessed that you are here with me. Um, today, we have our co-host here, Dr. B. How are you today? Great. Happy to be here as always. It's a wonderful weekday and <laughs> nothing to do. We're not at work, so yes, good I'm time. happy about that. Good times. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like working, but I would rather be here with you guys today. And Dr. B, my awesome co-host, uh, we're here with you today um, because you matter. Your mind matters. Your ideas matter. Your comments, your your compliments. Thank you for all the messages that you've been sending us. For those of you who don't know where to reach us, we are on Anchor, Spotify, CastBox, uh, Overcast, I believe, um, Radio Public. We are on Google podcasts we are on amazon music you can also send us a nice message or a mean one depending on what you want to um how you're feeling today at uh gmail on google gmail.com we also have a facebook account which i that's where i usually get most of my messages and you people are awesome thank you for doing that i always appreciate your your feedback your comments uh also a little youtube page where a little youtube channel we have a baby youtube channel that's in the works but uh, yeah, you could reach us on any, any of those platforms. And today we have a very special topic for you today. For those of you who do not know how to survive when the apocalypse happens, specifically a zombie apocalypse, we are here to help you for free. So if you guys ever want to survive in a zombie apocalypse, whether it's, uh, you know, New Yorkers, Californians, or actual zombies, I'm just kidding. I'm from California, so no pun intended. No offense. But uh, yeah, real zombies. If real zombies do come and attack us, Dr. B, what do we do? Well, no. The first thing I would do is get out of... Uh, I mean, we're in California right now, so we're dead. It's. I think it's safe to say... Most of the people were infected with something beforehand. <laughs> so so uh, we probably wouldn't get the ordinary zombies that, you know, are walking all slow and their limbs are falling off as they come near. But we'd probably get the, you know, 28 days later <laughs> type zombies where, <laughs> you know, they're sprinting after you. So I don't think we'd have enough time to really gather supplies around town. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe we have enough time to pick up a, you know, a couple people along the way. But, you know, I think uh, for our location, priority would probably be, you know, relocating. Yeah, I do agree. I think uh, so for all you folks out there, what Dr. B means is if you live in California and you live around crackheads, move somewhere else because those are the zombies that are going to run after you. And you can't outrun a crackhead. I know. From experience trust me I wasn't a crack but uh, yeah he caught up to me before I could even start running but yeah they have uh, superpowers these people that are on crack obviously it's not good to be on crack so don't do it what I mean by superpowers I mean very temporary superpowers powers until they withdraw but if a zombie was on crack 
I don't think it would hurt him very much because he's already dying. So, yeah, for all of you out there who are around people that do a lot of drugs uh, and you're worried about a zombie apocalypse, run. Run right now while you can. Um, I don't really mean run. I mean move away. But So if a zombie apocalypse came to be, I know a lot of you out there have been debating, where do I go? I've actually talked to a few people uh, in different jobs that I've been in because I love talking to different people and getting their ideas. And that's usually the first question that comes up. If all of a sudden, let's say you're at home, you're at work, and you're listening to this right now, imagine you look up and there's a guy eating a girl and not in the way that we're used to, but actually devouring each other like chunks of each other what would you do if you're stuck in a cubicle in an office with a hundred cubicles and you see blood going up and you notice it's the cubicle next to you what do you do do you grab the keyboard do you grab the uh desktop and throw it on the zombie is a zombie on crack we don't know that so what do you do do you run do you download your files before you leave do you shut down your computer properly before you leave do you tell your boss that you're taking early day <laughs> an early day i don't know it's funny to me because i'm pretty sure a lot of people would go up to their boss if you're in an office state uh, like an office setting and you see a zombie just eating another person i know dr b a lot of people would go to their boss and ask him for some time off maybe some pto or some time <laughs> I can imagine uh, human resources like, well, <laughs> this doesn't follow under guidelines. Yeah, you don't <laughs> qualify for an LOA. You, you have to request time off two weeks in advance. <laughs> You're in a, what's that thing called? The blackout period where if it's a holiday, you can't take vacation. You're stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, you're stuck with the Zombo. So what do you do? Do you tell your boss? Do you call your family? See if they're okay? Do you just run to your car? Personally, me, I would probably call the cup. I would probably call a couple of my of my loved ones, and then just leave. Depending on the scenario outside, my job, the building, um, depending on that, I think I would go from there. But Doctor B, where would you go? Like, where would be your first, other than your family members and stuff? If let's say you knew your family members were infected, you knew everyone around you was being infected in a matter of seconds, where is the place you would camp out at? Well, I know from typical zombie movies, everyone goes north, the cold, the higher up, and I mean, if we're going based on that, if that is the safe area, then yeah, that's where I would go. But ultimately, you know, I would still think zombies could go around the cold, and they would still get in those areas. So, for the most part, I feel like the goal would be to get off to an island or, you know, somewhere a little more isolated, in a way. I mean, it would be good to get somewhere where you can have plenty of farmland, start anew, things like that. But I think from, you know, the first hour to the first day, you know, th that time is pretty critical. And of course, big part of survival is finding other people to work together with it you know it would be way too difficult on your own uh, especially for you know building a new yeah i think it would be good to keep in mind later on 
you know, you need to build a fort, <laughs> um, establish somewhere to get food, all those things. But you can't think about that, you know, right when you're in your cubicle and <laughs> now zombies on top of another person devouring them. That's, you know, your number one priority. It, it's going to be in layers, survival. And you, you know, get out there, get somewhere safe and get somewhere else. Then I think it would be you know, trying to get some other people, some supplies, to then continue to get further out of different dangerous areas. So there would be areas where you're in immediate danger, where there's a zombie chasing right after you. Then there would be the, kind of the secondary areas where zombies are located in the area, but right now, you know, you're not being chased around by any of the zombies, yet, or they can't really catch up to you. So say you're driving around in your car, things like that. Um, at that point, I would try to contact people, uh, see who's alive, is there a way I can get them, extract them, and then get out from there. So <laughs> for the audience out there, do not just, do not go home to go grab that Gucci bag or whatever it is you have, survive, you know, none of that matters at that point. Any of the trends, any of your old lifestyle, if, if it was a zombie breakout, you life would be completely different everything most of what you own would not matter <laughs> there would be nothing there uh, and consider this even if you lost all that stuff most of these people have turned into zombies and you can go to their homes later on just loot you know whatever they you know whatever later on you, you can get get everything back and more so you know material objects uh don't even bother with that at all but for my question for the audience and Ace, where would the most you know safe location to get to after you know after you get out of the city or the town? Is it somewhere high up north in the mountains, uh, or is it off on an island? You know, uh, based off of you know different media for movies, TV shows, uh, you know. Kind of what, what would we base it off of and where where do you think would be the safest place to go to so for me according to some of these uh, zombie movies uh, some zombies can, can swim <clears throat> my first in my first uh choice would have been maybe like hawaii or the philippines but from what i've seen in a couple of movies i think one of them was uh night of the living dead or something like that um they they swam and i don't know how someone swims while they're deteriorating but they swim i think um i've actually been wanting to go to alaska anyway um to just live out there and just you know stay out there until i'm no more so it would give me a reason you know it would give me a reason to just go up there and stay up in alaska um but here's here's what i've been here's what i've been wondering um I wonder if animals get infected as well. That's something that no one's ever brought up, uh, except for the Resident Evil movies where the dogs were infected, but then again, they weren't really infected. They were experimented with, I believe. So if that's the case, uh, even if you go up to Alaska, there's gonna be you know, wildlife up there that's gonna, if it bites you and it's infected, you're gonna get infected. Another thing to take into consideration, I know a lot of these zombie movies aren't realistic, but if this was a realistic thing, um, the number one killer animal in, in the animal kingdom of uh, humans is a mosquito. Mosquitoes, I guess, uh, 
research says that um, they kill about 2 million people per year around the world. Now, imagine if mosquitoes carried this zombie virus. I think none of us would survive. None of us would, because mosquitoes love my uh, my blood. I don't know why, but I have mosquito bumps everywhere, year-round. Now, let's say, for argument's sake, right, because I don't want this episode to be, you know, everyone just dies. For argument's sake, let's say animals don't become infected. It's just the human DNA that becomes infected, and we aren't really deteriorating. We are just infected, like, 28 days later. So those zombies, they're not really dead. They're just infected with, um, uh, with rabies, almost, I guess you can say, with rage. If those were the zombies we're dealing with, obviously a lot more of us would die versus the ones from The Walking Dead because they're just walking around trying to catch up to stuff. Um, but, you know, if we do have the 28 day later, 28 days later zombies, I think that I would probably go to Alaska. If I can't go to Alaska, the first place... So that that's the long-term plan, Alaska. But obviously, if there's zombies running at you, you can't just get up and leave. You have to find a place where you can stake out and, you know, plan out your your strategy. I think, uh, at least here in California, there's a lot of Walmarts. Uh, there's a lot of AMPMs. Too much good stuff. Um, what else? There's... Uh, a lot of people said, you know, a lot of people brought up the army base because there's a lot of guns. But think about it. The more you shoot, the more you'll, you'll attract them. So that's kind of stupid. I think melee weapons would, uh, close quarter combat would be uh, the most dangerous, but the least uh, way to attract more zombies. What do you think, Dr. B? Would you go with a AK-47 or a Bowie knife? <laughs> well, I... Um... I don't think I could handle a Bowie knife. I would need a katana, something bigger. <laughs> I think for some of these zombies, they will, you know, you could cut at them and they'll still be, you know, reaching at you. I mean, we see drug addicts, you know, being shot with bullets or stabbed and they're still running through like nothing. <laughs> so, um, and especially for police, I understand, like they're kind of the range when, you know, say someone has a knife when they come within 20 feet you know they start firing at them because within 20 feet someone can close the gap very quickly they can easily get to the cop and you know start saying and doing anything like that so someone not on drugs um 20 feet away you know, that is already dangerous enough so if you have a zombie that's not gonna you know pain isn't gonna phase them in any way and this is more like 28 days later, which does uh, seem more realistic. I mean, so it's not, if we're considering they're more on like rabies, they're in rage, and they're just coming at you. Uh, you know, that would be, I mean, we'd need a katana at least <laughs> to get through there. I don't think a Bowie knife would be good enough. Or, but with that said, I do think there is that clear advantage not attracting more zombies. Uh, I do think it would be helpful to have guns just in case, especially if a whole bunch of zombies already know where you are located, they're all coming at you, hey, might as well use them, but 
Um, I think the preferred weapon would be like a katana or some other bigger weapon to help. Um, one, yeah, it would be wise to not attract more. I mean, supplies are limited. You do not want to burn through ammo or things like that. Um, only as necessary. So, you know, New York would be a very, very interesting place to stake out because they have a lot of very large buildings. And I noticed that in these movies with large buildings, there's snipers. And I mean, it's cool because obviously the zombies can't get to you right away, especially if there's a lot of locked doors. Um, so that's one thing to take into consideration. Maybe go to places where there's a lot of like large buildings where they can't climb. Obviously, in past movies, they can swim, so we've already determined, you know, whether to go to Hawaii or not. If they can swim, Hawaii would be a death trap, because imagine a bunch of zombies swimming towards your island, and they can't drown, because they're either already dead or they're on, you know, they have rabies. But you can drown, and you get tired, and they don't get tired. So, yeah, I wouldn't say an island would be a good bet, but... I think my weapon of choice would also be like a, maybe like a katana or something. Maybe a shovel. I don't know. A, uh, what are those shovels called? The, um, the, the ones that have a sharp point. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, uh, not the, the, uh, spades. There you go. They're called spades. So one of those, you know, this way I can also bury the stink whenever I kill one of them or decapitate one of them because they will start stinking. They don't shower. So I hear, um, but, but, uh, but yeah, in the zombie apocalypse, I think your best bet would probably be, um, I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the question that I have for all of you, because I, I was going to say, you know, try to look for, for other survivors, but here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that there's three types of survivors within a zombie apocalypse. There are the raiders. Um, there are the scavengers and there are there is the community so the community is basically the people that want to look for other people to reconstruct you know to reconstruct the world again the scavengers are basically the guys that don't want anybody to mess with them they want to be by themselves they don't like anyone but they they're not out to kill anyone they're just trying to scavenge stuff and survive because the world obviously fell apart and there's the raiders the ones that don't only scavenge your stuff but they'll kill you or you could work for them depending on uh you know if they want you know more people to work for them or not they have a, usually they have a leader um so yeah those are the three types that i've noticed uh in in, in all the uh the zombie movies and stuff there's the community the scavengers and the raiders um me personally the community is a good idea but to be honest with you, in a zombie apocalypse, we've seen little uh, little hints of what the world would become if it ever became an apocalypse, and it is not pretty. There were riots in LA, there have been riots in, I believe, New York. There's been a lot of things where we just don't want each other to um, succeed if we're not succeeding. And I don't know, Dr. B, I think I would be a scavenger. I, the whole community thing sounds good. But then again, I think of the whole raider thing where you just get whatever you want and you don't care about what their feelings are. <laughs> and I don't know, in a, in a weird light, that also sounds kind of attractive. I'm not going to lie. 
But yeah, I would be a scavenger. I think I would just stay on my own. I'd get a dog or a couple of dogs and just, you know, just uh, be out there and scavenge stuff. And of course, you know, if I found, you know, an, an, an attractive person, I'd actually be better off with my with my plus one. But then again, you think about it. What if she kills you? What if it's a trap? What if it's a trap from the raiders? For them to tra trap you with a very attractive woman like they do in sales they put the really attractive woman up in the front to sell you know car parts because you know we guys we're dumb and we'll go up to the girl even if we don't need a car part we'll go buy something from her and then give her you know give her our number but yeah might be a trap what do you think dog what kind of guy would you be or what which survivor would you be well I, I don't think I would be part of the community from <laughs> from all the movies I've seen. The community is usually stable at first, and then when the main characters get there, there's always some person <laughs> or something happens where then someone in there gets infected and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and I mean, you know, that does seem like a risk <laughs> for sure. You know, things are a little stable and you know you get the sense of like okay you know life can be okay here uh, you know, i don't have to worry about zombies i can still go to a little market you know you get some sense a tiny bit of sense of how life used to be just just a glimpse but i think there is too much risk there and especially during that time i mean a lot of people would be mentally unstable and i there's that risk too of just running into someone who is purposely trying to get the infected in there. <laughs> so there would be too much risk there. As for a raider, you know, I still wouldn't be that person going around just, you know, murdering people and doing as I please. You know, I, I wouldn't be part of that. So like you, I would have to be part of, you know, I would fit in as a scavenger just going around to survive. Because I take it that well, if it's kind of like 20 days later, I don't know if these zombies actually go and drink water, things like that, because if it would just be people with rabies and, you know, they just, sure, they just eat and attack other people, but if they're not really, like, drinking too much water or anything, you know, eventually they're all going to die out. Yeah, uh, unless they can keep infecting other people, but there would be kind of a time limit on them until, you know... <laughs> They died, so I think being a scavenger would kind of be best because you don't have to worry about baggage from you know a giant community. I mean, if you keep if you're scavenging with a small group where everyone kind of brings some different skills to the table, maybe someone's good on working with cars, another person is also good with electronics and engineering, and you know, <clears throat> as you go and raid different materials, uh, you can then make some different things to help with your survival <laughs> so i think at most a small group that would be great you know what i was thinking about <clears throat> so let's say <clears throat> your plan uh with the small group works and there's this uh there's this nice nice young lady that that likes me and i like her and one of the other dudes you know tries to get with her I'm probably gonna go from scavenger to community <laughs> to raider. I'm gonna kill somebody. Especially because, I mean, it's not morally correct, but a lot of people that uh, uh, we've seen in the wild, wild west where it was pretty much lawless, people would just walk out of the bar and just shoot at each other. Um, 
so I can't really say I really can't say if I would uh, if I would keep my hands clean if there was a zombie apocalypse because obviously in a lot of these cases even realistic cases not zombie apocalypse cases but a lot of these cases there's been um, times where it was an eye for an eye and especially I mean even right now if there's people some people that uh, if they see that you have something they like they'll take it especially like in places like New York right now I believe San Francisco is going through a lot of that stuff uh, sadly Seattle and Portland there's a lot of places where we've uh, defunded the police and they will take stuff from you I believe those would be the Raiders those would be definitely the Raiders I think they would get together as a community and uh, basically name a leader and they're just they would just take stuff like they already are continue to take stuff um, I think the community uh, it, it sounds nice I'm not gonna lie like I'm just thinking about you know this nice community trying to rebuild without any sort of you know only fans and you know pro-choice because obviously the pro-choicers that's another thing that's another reason another reason I would be maybe a, a, a raider if there was a community of pro-choicers and they didn't want to expand, I would probably kill them all. You know, have my fun with them for a little bit, you know, some uh, friends with benefits. And then after that, since, you know, you basically your purpose is to um, recreate mankind, obviously reproduce. If there's pro-choicers, they're, they're really just there for sex, to be honest with you. like, And that's if they're good looking. Because we have a lot of pro-choicers that... Uh, and people in feminist groups who really aren't that good looking and I think that's why they're trying to steer you know good looking younger women away from men because you know if I can't have it nobody should but um if there was a lot of those Dr. B I think I would turn into a scavenger for sure because my whole thing is we have to recreate mankind humanity as fast as we could so the whole idea of killing unborn babies my unborn babies even though they say we don't have a say in the unborn babies right my seeds um yeah i don't need you <laughs> i'll need you for a little bit but that's pretty much it um but yeah i i don't know i think the, the the line between being good and being bad during those times is very invisible because you got to remember in order to survive sometimes you got to do things that you wouldn't do typically and that's just the truth you wouldn't if you're a vegetarian good luck because you have to kill animals unless you grow your own plants and stuff in your community but I mean yeah I'm not a vegetarian so I don't know how I'd be able to just live in a vegetarian community can you imagine living in a vegetarian community where like all you eat is vegetables all day I get sick just looking at you know healthy food like I really do I get stomach aches and that's sad to say but yeah, whenever I look at salads, I I, I I don't make it throughout the day. I don't know. I need meat, you know, and uh, beer and stuff like that. But what about you, Dr. Yeah. B? What? Well, all these vegetarians, they I don't think they're really thinking about all the animals. Here they are eating uh, all the carrots and grass, <laughs> and now all the, the bunny rabbits and deer are starving. Right. <laughs> now they have nothing to eat. <laughs> They're so, eating croutons, so there's no more trees yeah, left. Might, <laughs> might as well diversify what you're eating. Have some vegetables, have some meat, 
<laughs> that way some of the animals don't overpopulate and then you know you don't eat all of the other animals resources so i think you know having a well-balanced diet would work because if you're a vegetarian you're actually stealing all the food from all those cute little animals so if they starve to death it's it's all on you guys right and see that's why i drink beer because i i drink water but i leave some of the water for the hippos yeah, and the crocodiles you know africa it's during the summer it's bad man so you know you drink monsters and beer and maybe some rock stars and red bull no i don't drink red bull because it gives me wings it really does but i mean all the luxuries dr b all the luxuries that we would lose that i would lose my mind and this is a question that I have for all the folks out there. And it's a very good question because you got to really got to think about it, whether you'll do it or not. Let's say you were in a cubicle and you see this person eating another person right next to your cubicle. And then it looks at you, right? The zombie looks at you and you run. And you see that the zombie is running after you automatically because obviously it's feeding on someone else. Do you go back for your phone or do you leave your phone there? Now, I know a lot of you uh, guys and girls out there have uh, the new iPhone, what is it, 300, version 300? I don't even know what, what update we're on now, but I think it's like iPhone 20 or something. Um, and those are what, like almost 2,000 bucks, 1,000 bucks? I don't know. I carry a $30 phone, but you know, if you do have an expensive, expensive phone with all your, your um, OnlyFans pictures on there and the pictures you take while you're in the shower and all that stuff, ladies and gentlemen... Do you go back for it or do you leave it? Now, do you go back for it if you do go back for it because you think that there's going to be survivors or do you go back for it just because it's an expensive phone? That's if you go back for it. But that's a good question for all of you. So if you guys go back for your phone, let me know. Remember, there's a zombie eating a person right next to your cubicle. So you got to remember that one. Uh, are your OnlyFans pictures on your phone worth it? Ask yourself that. Now, if I left my phone, obviously it's like a $30 phone there. Um, I do have a lot of stuff, you know, that I, ha I, I cherish. But, yeah, I think I would leave my phone there. I would because, you know, I have Google Cloud. So I can pretty much get a Chromebook and re-download my stuff. I'm not promoting Google by any way, shape, or form. But I'm just saying it's better to have it in the cloud sometimes. What about you, Dr. V? Would you go back for your phone? You know, that would depend on if there was someone, you know, some people I really needed contact. I knew they wouldn't be home or somewhere else. And all this madness is playing out. Uh, and of course, given the situation, if it's just that one zombie, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can run in there. I'll go grab a chair. There's this fire, you know. There, something. There, I'm sure there's something longer around that I could grab and potentially get. So that way I can contact who I need to contact. But otherwise, if it is just a bloodbath, and no, it's uh, it's over. And that because, like I said, it's it, this is all in tears. You, at the end of the day, it has to be your survival, unless of course, uh, I mean, you have to really consider that. Uh, you could have loved ones you also have to take care of, but you also have to. Consider this is how crazy a zombie apocalypse would be because you would you would face some very tough questions and you'd have to make very quick decisions 
because uh, you'll have loved ones to take care of, and ultimately, if you die, they could all die. But then you could run into a scenario where, uh, you know, if you don't do something, one of them might die, but then if you, if you do something about it and you die, then they all die. So how, you know, you could run into some very critical and messed up scenarios where now you have to outweigh, oh my gosh, do I love this one, one, of, one person, one of my loved ones, you know, die, or do I risk it and then potentially risk all of them, you know, uh, being eaten by zombies or something like that. You, you could run into all kinds of nasty scenarios like that. So things would be very critical. But choices, choices, very, very tough choices. They have, and those choices have to be made in a very short amount of time. Yeah, but for matter the, of seconds. Yeah, but with that in mind, more than likely, I would not go back for the phone. But for me, ultimately, uh, I do care more about the loved ones than myself. But keeping that in mind, I do know if, when it, at the end of the day, if it comes to your own survival and someone else's survival, it's kind of dependent on yours. Uh, that can really blur, blur the lines kind of play with your decisions yeah that's actually a big one right there uh would you ladies and gentlemen go back for your phone to see if your loved ones are okay and run the risk of being eaten by a zombie or obviously at that point the 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 infected isn't only one but it's times two since the other one is more than likely also infected you also got to keep in mind if there's zombies from 28 days later, they will scratch you, you're infected, they will throw up on you, you're infected. Anything, any of their blood goes on, in your eyes, in your nose, in your mouth, in your bloodstream, you are infected. That's another thing to keep in mind. It's not just about chopping heads, ladies and gentlemen. The bloodstream is important, and if their infection goes into your bloodstream, you are now infected. So, for all you folks out there, what would you do? Would you risk your life to go get your phone or your laptop or your tablet to call your loved ones or would you leave me personally i think i would uh i would be tempted to do both because obviously you want to check in with your loved ones see if they're okay maybe give them some if you're a parent and your kids are at home maybe give them some sort of direction but also I would want to get to my loved ones as fast as possible and actually get there and not die. So I'm leaning towards I would just leave. I would be worried as hell in the freeway, especially if I'm going down the 60 and the 91. It's going to be packed. <laughs> Rush hour. But uh, but yeah, I think I would just, you know, haul ass. I probably wouldn't stop in stop signs, but you know, what's new? I'm in California, right? Uh, I've actually seen a lot of more people nowadays run red lights, so that's why this whole uh, zombie idea came to be. I don't know what people are doing now, but um, but yeah, I mean, I would probably be one of them and run lights and, um, you know, if a, cop, if a cop tries to stop me because I ran a red light, I probably wouldn't care because everyone's dying around me. Now, I don't know what cop would try to stop me unless he's trying to help me, but I'm actually getting to my loved ones as soon as possible so i don't need a ticket right now i'm probably not going to show up in court anyway but yeah i'd probably run to my loved ones um maybe you know pick them up put them in my car uh depending on the situation if 
there we are surrounded by zombies if my house is surrounded by zombies i would get them away from the house maybe honk a lot and you know drive off and run a couple of them over as long as my car doesn't break down because i'm running them over um a lot of people have told me because you know i've brought up this we've talked about this before this uh the scenario and this is another tough one dr b for all you folks out there this is a question for you as well and i know a lot of shows especially the walking dead since it's very dramatic um if you go in your house with your loved one or your loved ones and um they've turned what do you do if they've already turned and you're looking at them come at you and you know that any way shape or form that their infection gets into your bloodstream you're done what do you do right so for all you folks out there chime in what would you do keep that in mind though it's very important to remember that anything you touch or anything that goes into your bloodstream from them their infection you're done so and you have a weapon and they're coming at you dr b what do you do you know i i know for a lot of people they would i mean they would probably want to run and because they they wouldn't have it in them to you know kill their undead children chasing after them uh which is completely understandable but for me i I think I can separate it a little bit where I know they would be, they're infected, they're not the same anymore, and, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to let them eat me. <laughs> it's too much of a risk. Uh, yeah, it would, I, I, I think I would have to fight them off, as painful as that would be. Decapitation it is, I guess. Yeah. It would, it would behind every swing it would just be the worst feeling ever yeah but, but i know at the end of it they would be zombies and then you know they wouldn't it's not going to be the same yeah so yeah that that's that's probably the toughest one out of all of them i mean any other choice you make is is, is lightweight compared to that one because just imagine you're rushing back home to save you to save your loved ones and you go into your house you finally go into your house because all the zombies around your house or all the infected around your house you moved them away from there and then you go in there so here's the thing so if you do move there's a bunch of infected around your house you move them for a quick minute they come back you're surrounded by infected so you're basically stuck inside your house with your loved ones who are infected right um and they're coming at you you lock the door you're in the bathroom and you're safe for a minute because they're just pounding on the door what do you do then like do, do you fight them off you know you're stuck inside the bathroom there's a bunch of infected outside your house and there's let's say you have you know your daughter that's pounding on the door and the person that infected your daughter and your wife and they're all just pounding on it and you feel the door just breaking um which i mean in realistically speaking a door wouldn't break just if you pound on it but you got to remember these guys are pretty much like on crack the ones from 28 days later so they don't feel anything they're strong and you have a shotgun in the bathroom what do you do ladies and gentlemen do you go out balls deep shooting 
screw how many I have in the clip. If I die, I die, and whatever I hit, I hit. Or what do you do? Obviously, every scenario is going to be different. To be honest with you, if it was just me and my kids or my daughter, if I had one daughter or son, I would probably, and this is this is me just being hopeful, right? Whether it's going to, no, even if knowing that nothing is going to change, I'm not going to lie, I'm probably, if, even if my child was coming at me, depending on how big my child was, obviously, if it's a bigger child than me, I would probably sadly kill them. But if it's a smaller child and I know I can pretty much overpower the child, I think I would throw something on top of their head, uh, tighten it up, tie them up, and take them with me. Why? Because I, I, I'm the type of guy that always has hope even for like the smaller things. And maybe if this is like a, uh, a um, Dead Rising scenario where there's a little thing called Zombrex or a I Am Legend movie with Will Smith where there's a vaccine, right? Because those guys are crazy too. But if there's a vaccine out there, I need to find it. Not only for my daughter's or my son's sake, but for the sake of humanity. You just imagine, obviously, the COVID vaccine is not going to work in that situation or any situation. However, if I find some Zombrex, I'm pretty sure it'll even cure the COVID-19. It'll cure cancer. It'll cure a lot of things. Because if it cures a person who is 100% delusional and just wants to kill everything and everyone, I'm pretty sure it can cure the common cold. So I think I'd be a hero. Not only be a hero, but also be, uh, you know, have my loved ones back. And that's pretty much what I'm going for. Um, so for all you folks out there, like, what would you do? What would you do if a loved one was coming at you? Um, if you can't overpower them, of course, what would you do? If I can't overpower them, um, I'd probably sadly end up killing them. But here's another thing, Dr. B. So I was thinking about it the other day. If these people spit at you or these zombies spit or infected spit at you and throw up on you, right? Would you say that a good thing to do is to go up to that uh, that uh, shop that every every super mall has in in uh, the city where there's a mall where they sell knives and stuff and just you know throw on some armor because <laughs> they have armor there and shields. Some knight armor would be pretty cool, honestly. I think it would be uh, stylish, um, a little burdensome because. In a zombie situation, I do think being able to run further, faster, I mean, having good cardio is very important, and some armor would be cumbersome, but if you're in a situation where, or in an area where you're not going to be moving around too much, and you're just fighting some zombies here and there, yeah, I think uh, it would be wise to carry around a suit of armor with you. <laughs> So I saw a really cool morning star there the other day at the mall, right? And I was thinking to myself, okay, so if I throw on this armor, which is metallic, right? It is very heavy. But for the most part, infected and zombies, they try to eat you. Now, I think what I think would happen was if they try to bite me, their teeth would fall off, right? So that's actually a win for me. I would probably just take those zombies and experiment with those zombies with no teeth. And I also got to remember they throw up on you and stuff and they spit, you know, infected stuff on you. So I'd probably have a, um, one of those cool, uh, blue COVID masks that we all wore because those protect you from everything and anything according to the CDC. So I'd wear like a couple of those, maybe a couple of layers. What's that new one they have? The 90, the P90. 
the government was giving out like the J90 or something. I don't know. I lost track of all the masks. I still wore a, a, uh, a negator at the end I, of the day. I, I can be sure during a, a, you know, a zombie apocalypse, we're going to have a bunch of protesters saying, undead lives matter, and yeah. we'd be... Uh, Infected you know, lives matter. CDC would be like, still trying to vaccinate them for COVID-19. and They're the terrorists. Make sure to put your mask on. <laughs> Pretty sure we'd still be getting something That's like realistic. That. Real, real talk right there. They probably would. The, the reason why everyone is infected is because of you Trump supporters and you white supremacists <laughs> and you unvaccinated. That, that's why there's so many infected. But no, ladies and gentlemen, in a zombie apocalypse in an infected scenario, I am hoping that you all let go of the BS that we've been having for so long. And sadly to say, I think something big needs to happen. Maybe not a zombie apocalypse, but for everyone to just let go of their BS, you know? Right now we're fighting for like the weirdest, dumbest crap that I don't get why we're fighting for that. Uh, whether it's, you know, masked versus unmasked, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, black versus white, women versus men, gay versus straight, like what the hell? Nobody cares. As long as you live your life, nobody cares. The infected will probably not care whether you're gay or straight. They will eat you regardless of your gender and your color because, you know, we're all flesh. So learn from these infected ladies and gentlemen, these these uh, these uh, imaginary scenarios where even the infected don't care who you are. I think you care who you are and you care what other people may think of you, which most people really don't. It's all delusion, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I mean, a question for all of you guys out there and girls um, and for Dr. B. Um, do you wait it out? and hope that the infected will die off. You wait it out and hope that you'll find a vaccine. What are your long-term goals for this new infected world of unvaccinated? I would go off of the worst case assumptions. I would assume even if they have rabies, they still go find water, they still drink it. There's, these zombies are still able to find food and continue eating and surviving. So I would take worst case scenario every time and have that as an ultimate consideration. If a vaccine comes out or these zombies slowly die off because they are malnourished and not eating, drinking enough, then you know, great. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. But I would just go I have for every decision I would make, I would just go off the assumption that these are these zombies are going to be around always, and I have to find a way to always adapt and continue moving on. I'll probably never stay in one place <laughs> unless you know I did get to some island, and hopefully these zombies don't swim. <laughs> They're not like Michael Phelps or anything, and they make their way over. That would be an absolute disaster. <laughs> but if there was an island, I could have like a little farm on it. And have some chickens and all that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. Nice. So for all you folks out there, the same question. Um, and I want to add to this question. Would you do what Dr. B does and um, just, you know, accept the fact that these crazies are out there and just kind of isolate yourself, maybe build a community if you want to? Or um, would you be more like me? 
would you put on your sunglasses and just go out there and start chopping heads off? I don't know, man. After you kill your loved ones and you deal with that, obviously you're going to go nuts. And that's probably where I would be. I'd probably have a lot of anger in me. Like, you know, why did my loved ones have to die? And then I'd probably just start killing everyone. I would, however, start in the capital. I would go up there. And then I'd go to, like, all the... Uh, all the people I don't like, all their homes, and then I'd look for them and hope that they're infected just so I can chop off their head. But if they're not, obviously I'm not gonna kill them. Relax. I'm not a murderer, I'm just a zombie hunter. There's a difference. One is alive and the other one is dead or infected. But, you know, mostly dead. So yeah, I mean, I honestly, if I was to, if I had to kill my loved ones, I think I would kind of snap. That's just me speaking from not the not being in the actual scenario, but I think I would, and I would just be kind of angry and just pretty much kill the infected so this way I wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. So both are good. Both Dr. B's and I's are, you know, something to consider for all you folks out there. I know um, the other question with what type of survivor you would be is still up in the air. Um, I've had a lot of... Uh, comments in the past when it comes to stuff like that and I want to say most people chose the community life because that's the happiest ending right um, however we all know that in life life doesn't work like it works in the movies so um, even if you do find happy endings in zombie movies especially Zombieland right that one was crazy with the Twinkies and all that but um, I'm sure I'm not going to be looking for damn Twinkies when there's zombies trying to eat me. Um, so that's a little uh, unrealistic. I'd probably be looking for cows, pigs, and chicken. I'm not going to lie. Um, and maybe kind of, you know, reproduce, uh, help them reproduce. So this way I can have lots of cows and pigs and chickens. That's a lot of bacon. Just for me, too. So I'd have my farm somewhere far, far away. I wouldn't be about the community. I think I would be more about, you know, trying to survive and figure out what to do next. Because obviously in those scenarios, it's just tough. Every choice matters. And it's not like life today where if you make a bad choice, you can always correct it. In a zombie scenario, if you make a bad choice, you could die. So, and you probably will if you make the wrong choice. So that's always up in the air. Dr. B, anything else you have? Anything else you have for these folks out of your uh, zombie survival guide? Yeah, I think kind of what we discussed, it seems the, you know, the easiest answers are going to, or the easiest decisions are going to be, okay, where do I go? <laughs> what do I do? Am I going to start farming, raiding, looting, you know? I think that's the easiest part. I think the toughest decisions are going to come you know, right in the moment as everything is playing out where, you know, people are getting infected. Now you, you potentially have a loved one that's infected. These are going to come down to some of the hardest decisions. And ultimately, there, there really isn't a guide for that. It really just kind of comes down to the individual person. Um, you know, during that situation, we won't know if there'll ever be a vaccine. It, maybe there could be, but the people who could work on the vaccine got infected themselves and are dead. You, you never know. Uh, so ultimately, you could run into these terrible situations where now, whether it's children or your wife or husband is infected and they're coming right after you, uh, do you <laughs> do you 
risk it and try to just run away so you don't have to deal with that problem directly? Or are you stranded in somewhere where your only way out is to fight through them? So there will be a lot of tough challenges, very tough decisions, and that'll come down to it. And ultimately, there really isn't a wrong or right answer when it comes to those things. But the easy things would be, hey, am I making my way to Alaska? Do I take a sail, you know, take a sailboat out to some deserted island? Those would be the easy, the easy decisions and the easier things to do. But the tough things would be sorting out, hey, do I stick around? Do I try to find some friends, family, uh, people to work with, things to do? That would be the tough part. And we'd love to have you to come onto the show discuss what you would do in such a scenario because uh even though <laughs> i don't think we'll ever end up in something like that who knows <laughs> you never know but i don't think we'll ever have to deal with it but i do think it's something interesting to think about especially when people are placed in these dire very critical stressful situations you kind of get a better glimpse of you know what type of person they are and you know we see this whether it's at a job or you know there's a relationship that ends and people are feeling like their world is over and now you know kind of their behavior and how they react to these things so we get a better understanding of who they are and how they cope with these things so we, we, you can come on the show and let us know i think uh, you'll also find find out a little bit more about yourself as well so don't hesitate to message us. We'll be happy to have you on. Anything else to add, Ace? Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, I can talk for days about this and anything. This is pretty interesting stuff. So like Dr. B said, thank you folks for, for coming in and um, checking out this episode, uh, the zombie uh, survival guide episode, where we will try our best to help you with our past experiences with zombies, whether it's dreams, video games, or movies. Or even us putting zombies to the test, aka mannequins. Um, the best weapons. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, from one from one uh, survival uh, survival subtopic to the other. Best weapons, I think, would not be guns. Um, it's good to have guns depending on where you're at. Obviously, if you're up in a rooftop, always have a sniper um, and a lot of bullets and a lot of food, a lot of munchies up there. If you're stuck up there now if you're in a community do not I repeat do not shoot a gun because if you do your whole community is gonna die if you're by yourself you can run if you're by yourself you can you know climb but you don't want if you're the community type of survivor you don't want your community to die that's the reason why you're living right to build a community obviously if obviously if you're a raider you're gonna have guns you're gonna have you know bombs you're gonna have grenades and all kinds of crazy stuff right um i can't stress this enough though whatever you do have traps because zombies cannot see landmines or stakes under hidden grass if they run towards you and they fall and they die because of the stakes um that's always a good day for you because you're not dead obviously um and i think like dr b said i don't think a lot of this is pretty much uh I don't think we're gonna go through this. I'm not sure, I don't know, but I don't think we'd go through it anytime soon. 
However, it does kind of sort of relate to something that is realistic. What if there was a dictator in a dictatorship? What if war happened and you're battling like the people in Vietnam battled pretty much to um, battled inside their own land, right? And they pretty much um, held their own because <clears throat> they knew their own environment very, very well. So know your environment very well, ladies and gentlemen. If there ever is a dictator um, like some that we've had in the past and maybe even in the present come at us and uh, try to take over, you always have a plan. And plans are always uh, a good day. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you all come in and talk. You all come in and talk on the show. Again, we are on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Overcast, um, and a few other ones that you can check us out on. We have a Google Message account, Gmail, uh, First Amendment Talk Show at Gmail. Oh, I'm sorry, not First Amendment Talk Show. That's Facebook. First Amendment Talk Show on Facebook. Gmail is Unlimited Minds with a Z. Unlimited Minds at Gmail. Uh, Unlimited Minds with a Z at Gmail. And we also have a little YouTube channel that you can check us out on. A little baby, a little baby YouTube channel that you can check us out on. But uh, that's pretty much all we have for you today. We might continue this zombie conversation depending on which comments, feedback, answers, and questions I get from y'all. Um, I have had a lot of questions in the previous episodes and um, things that you wanted to talk about in um, in previous episodes. So yeah, feel free to let us know. This is pretty much uh, this is pretty much it we have for you today. This has been the first of the talk show. Brought to you by the people, for the people, and always remember, your mind matters. Y'all out there have a great day, and God bless.